Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you can join us, but before we get into the Word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for everything that you are doing in our lives, Lord, and that you continue to do in our lives, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your infinite wisdom that is never-ending, Lord, and that we never quite know everything, Lord, so we can always have something more added to us each and every day, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the relationship that we can have with you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are excited to have you with us and to discuss the word of the Lord together. We're continuing in the book of Acts. Actually, we're going to reread in Acts 1, verses 15 through 26. Uh, before we get into the word, I just ask that for those that are blessed, especially those that are blessed, that you would like the episode subscribe on this and any number of platforms you can find a day of prayer on and then share it with others so they too can be blessed and most importantly learn grow mature in relationship with our lord and savior that is literally the point of why we're doing this so that the whole world has the opportunity to grow in relationship with our god amen Amen. So, that being said, let's, can I get a volunteer to read Acts 1, verses 15 through 26, please? I will. All right, I promise. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. Altogether, the the number of names was about 120. And said, men and brethren, this scripture had to be fulfilled which the Holy Spirit spoke before by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus, for he was numbered with us and obtained a part in this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the wages of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his intros gushed out. And it became known to all those dwelling in Jerusalem, so that field was called in their own language, a keldama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his dwelling place be desolate, and let no one live in it, and let another one take his office. Therefore, if these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to that day when he was taken up from us, One of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. And they proposed two, Joseph Joseph Carbarsabbas, who is surnamed Justice, and and Matthias. Matthias. Sorry. That's okay, honey. And they prayed and said, You, O Lord, who know the the heart of all, show which which of these you have chosen. Sorry. Which of these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas, by transgression, fell, that he might go to his own place? And they cast their lots, and the lot fell on Matthias, 
and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Amen. So, so there's a lot in there to to get into and to discuss, and I, I can hear it. Someone is saying, "Well, we haven't even discussed the selection of the well, mm-hmm. the the next apostle, right? Mm-hmm. The one to take Judas's place." Mm-hmm. So we're going to cover that today. Um, and of course, that's in verse 26, right? They cast their lots and the lot fell on Matthias and he was numbered with the apostles. Now, there are a number of opinions, perspectives, and all those things on how they came to that decision, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Casting lots. That's That's the first thing chosen, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to, or, or the way they went about selecting it, after after prayer, because they were in prayer and in one accord, right? So after prayer, they cast lots. So the Lord has this to say about that. That's in Proverbs 16, verse 33. It says, the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. Okay. Yes. So, it comes down to this. Putting confidence in the Lord, in God, right? There is an acknowledgement that the casting lots is a a man-made or natural approach to things, okay? Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree on that. And it's in a number of places in Scripture. Uh, we can look at Leviticus 16. Um, 9 and 10, right? And this is dealing with the the goats, uh, selecting two goats for the people for a sin offering. It says, And Aaron shall bring out the goat on which the Lord's lot fell and offer it as a... Oh, sorry. Let me back up a little bit. It's really 7 through 10. Um, it said, He shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Then Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats. One lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat on which the Lord's lot fell and offer it as a sin offering. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement upon it and let it go as the scapegoat into the wilderness. All right. So that's, that's just one example of casting lots, right? Um. There is a, again, this is a, a natural approach to things, right? However, it's even in the natural approaches, it is to seeking the Lord, which they did, right? It talks about prayer, how they prayed first, and then said, Lord, through this will you show. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, of course, what's in Acts. Um, but I, I do want to, I'll say, point this out, that casting lots is a natural approach. Jonah 1.7 says this, uh, Come, and the sailors, or said the sailors to one another, Come, said the sailors to one another, Let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity that is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Right? Yes. You see it even in the selection of Saul as the first king. Right? Yes. Uh, first, that's in 1 Samuel 20, uh, 10, 
excuse me, verse 20, uh, begins by saying that Samuel and all, and all the tribes of Israel come forward and the tribe of Benjamin was selected. And then it says uh, in verse 22, so they again inquired of the Lord. And if you read that section, you'll find out that they did it by casting lots, right? Has the man come here yet? And the Lord replied, behold, he has hidden himself amongst the baggage, right? I'll, I'll, I'll let you read that section of scripture. Okay, um, but for, for that case in particular, Samuel had already got that from the Lord that previously. That is the key. But, and when he was presenting it to the people, this is the way he displayed it to them so they could release their faith and know that so, they right. were going in the right direction. And, and, and that uh, we have to bring, him. thank you, okay, exactly. Sorry. We have to bring that out because the people did not want to follow the Lord, right? Clearly. So they, yes. so hence they chose for themselves a king. <laughs> they just wanted God to co-sign on their stuff. That's exactly that's, that's it. That's what yes. that event was. Right? So, so well, we can acknowledge that, but you know, let's let's bring it out. And in that, they knew that Samuel was of the Lord and followed the Lord, but his sons did not. Mm -hmm. So, yes, as you said, they wanted the Lord to co-sign on what they wanted. Mm -hmm. The Lord gave them the desires of their heart, right? And and of course, would that carry some some consequences? But yes, the Lord had already appointed Saul to be the king. That's why he had, the Lord had Samuel anoint him as king, right? That was earlier yes. when he was earlier. looking for the, the donkeys Correct. that his dad had sent him to, and they chose to inquire of the man of God to find out where the donkeys, and he was anointed while he was there doing Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Correct. Mm -hmm. But then it still doesn't take away the fact that the people were not following the Lord, mm -hmm. right? Hence, they wanted a king just to be like everybody else or to be like all the other nations. Mm -hmm. So... There is a natural means approach to this, mm -hmm. right? Yes. But the Lord is still moving even in the midst of that, right? How else would the lot have fallen on the person the Lord chose and anoint had already had Samuel anoint to be king? Mm -hmm. Doesn't take away from the fact that it is a natural approach mm -hmm. to finding an answer. Okay, I just wanted to make that 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 point. First and foremost, and it's in a number of other places in Scripture about casting lots. I, I know you don't want to camp out there, but um, there was, I believe, there's a time period where that was an appropriate way, and that time period has moved on since now we have the Holy Spirit, which and is something absolutely. that's really neat about how we transition from chapter 1 to chapter 2 mm -hmm. that we'll get into as we make that move. But Absolutely. Um, even though I believe it was ordained by God for a time and a period where mm -hmm. God led his people, um, anything that is of God can also be used for the wrong way because it was a place that you didn't mention that lots were cast. For Jesus' garments. For Jesus' garments. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Clearly not. Although it was and, prophesied about yes. that it would happen. It's just obviously there wasn't a godly thing that was going on that the soldiers were casting lots so they could tear, tear up his clothes. Right, and, and who cast lots? Divide them up, the Romans. The Romans, so a secular, pagan, even, well, dealing well, with the occult and worshiping. You mentioned that. Most exactly. Like, most likely they were pagans on the ship. It wasn't, oh, yeah. they don't tell us for sure who the sailors were, but they, they had adopted this principle or mm -hmm. the principle existed, yet God ordained it for his uses among his people at appropriate times through the priests and all, not through Absolutely. just, hey, let's just cast some lots and see what's hanging out, man. I mean, that's like <laughs> saying, let's grab a Ouija board and see what's going on. Uh, Absolutely not. Or that exactly. Right. But um, I see the point you're making. Yes. So when 
the Urim and the Thummim would be the first place that we see that. But we always know that God wants to speak. He wants to speak to the heart of man. Mm -hmm. He wants to speak to the person that he is communicating with. And yes, it was used as a tool, but it started in that, that place. And then everybody was like, hey, that works. Hey, hey. And then you can see it trickle and migrate to other things because it seems easier, right? Than to mm-hmm. ask God a question and then wait for the Holy Spirit to provide the answer. Like, hey, look, we're going to ask you. Now we're going to throw these dice real quick and <laughs> see what happens, right? And, well, <laughs> so. Oh, but let's, let's back up even a little bit more, right? Because... Let's go to Acts 1, verse 21 and 22, right? Because this is another important fact. Uh, And it says this, right? Therefore, of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to that day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So this is this is a, a, another important or key point here, right? Uh, I'll ask this question. What is happening here? There's certain qualifications of people. Bingo. Exactly. They're setting qualifications and stipulations of yes. who can be in this position. Now, these are also natural qualifications, right? Yes. They had to have been, so they had to, I'll say first and foremost, have an encounter with the Lord. But there's also the, the aspect of they had to have walked with the Lord from the time he was baptized by John the Baptist. Except how is that going to work out? Because didn't many leave? Yes. Did, didn't Jesus ask that question? Are you guys, to the to the 12, are you going to leave too? Right? People took offense with what Jesus had to say. So, so mm-hmm. how could it, these, it just says there were 120 named among them. How could all of them have been there? Okay. Right, let's consider that for a moment. So, so natural qualifications don't work, right? Yes. Now, the Lord knew their heart, and clearly he still honored their request, right? They were in unity and agreement. But there is this, this other aspect. Because we, as people, and the natural people, right, like to put qualifications on things. And it's typically done to disqualify others, right? Yes. Okay, but but as we just covered, there there's a fly in the ointment, right? Because it, it can't be both, right? That everybody was there from the time when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. If during his ministry he said, are you going to leave me also? So many walked away. Yes, he had multitudes following him and all these other things, right? Mm-hmm. However, that, that's still a, a pretty big, it's a major point that's made in the Gospels. And, and actually, this qualification you see throughout the rest of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. 
especially as it pertains to Paul. And how, or Paul's, I'll say, qualification as an apostle. Mm-hmm. But I want to point this out, right? Just an uh, interesting little fact. If you go to Mark chapter 6. There's two things, right? In verse 7, it says this. And he called the twelve to himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits, right? Mm -hmm. So, the disciples. Okay? And then, of course, we see how in in verse 14 through 29 of Mark 6, John the Baptist is beheaded. Mm -hmm. And then in verse 30, there is this interesting statement. It says, then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. Okay? Mm -hmm. In the Gospel of Mark, this is the first and last time this word, apostle, is used. And what is the meaning of apostle? Why don't you tell us, John? Mm-hmm. It is an, an emissary, right? It is a sent one. A sent one. Mm-hmm. It has one that, that does carry authority, right? And is sent to establish something. Okay? Yes. Um, but you, and, and I want to bring that up because it's important. And it's important in, in this way. If you go to 1 Corinthians 15, right? And this is a number of other places, but this, I'll say, qualification, if you will, of walking with the Lord is, or having an encounter with the Lord, is one that you see throughout Scripture. Um, can I get a volunteer to read 1 Corinthians 15? I'll say the first eight verses, please. 15, one through eight? Yes. I'll read it. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, in which you stand, and in which you stand, by which also you were saved. If you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. Oh, can you read verse 9 also? Sure. For I am the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. Oh, actually, can just read through verse 11. Excuse me. <laughs> just read the whole Forgive chapter. Me. Forgive me. Forgive me. The whole chapter. It's it okay. it, it no, is no, the okay. whole chapter that applies. But it's okay, baby. It's trying to, to help bring out some points. Sure. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, 
and his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preach and so you believed. Is that right? Mm-hmm. One more? Yes. Nope. Nope. We're good. I got it. Thank you. All right. You're welcome, honey. Thank you, honey, honey. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Forgive Lord. me for the, uh, you no, know. No, it's okay. Bounce around with the scriptures a little bit. Just let the Holy Spirit lead. It's okay. Amen. So, there was this natural qualification put on people for that position. In Acts. In Acts. Okay. Right? As an apostle. Now, apostles, again, they are sent mm. people. Uh, and there's two things here that I think we have to understand. Today, many view apostles as those that are planting churches, that that's just what they do. As in a missionary kind of deal of church planting. An aspect of it, yes. Mm -hmm. They're starting churches all around the world and wherever nation they're in, right? Multiple churches. Mm -hmm. And that is but one aspect of it. I'm not discounting that. Right, and you see that throughout Paul's ministry, and we'll cover some of that here in, in Acts, right? So there's a little um, prelude to some of those things, right? Yes. But apostles also have the authority to take the word of the Lord and make it binding for the church. This is what we're going to follow. This is what the Lord said, spoke either directly to them or usually through the prophets, right? Because he says, the Lord said, I don't do anything without first declaring it to my prophets. All right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But apostles yes. take the word of the Lord and make it binding for all the people. Okay? Yes. And the word of the Lord comes directly from the Father through his Holy Spirit. And you can find that in John 16, right? He doesn't yes. speak of his own initiative, but he takes from the Father and discloses it to us. So, this is important, but you see how the Lord already set this up, that we all can have encounters with the Lord, right? Paul had one, and we'll read about that here on the road to Emmaus. He had an encounter with the Lord, so he could not be disqualified even by the natural standard or qualification that was imposed for people in that place and of that position, that office, the office of the apostle. But I, I want to bring that up to, to say this, right? Natural-minded people view things in terms of qualifications. Mm-hmm. But spiritually-minded, those that are led by the Spirit, just receive the word of the Lord and who the Lord qualified they're qualified. He also justified, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I think, we have, some, yeah, yeah, I think we have some scripture on there, that. There's a little bit uh, of scripture on that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you mind reading it, honey? Sure, let me get over there. Uh, this is Romans chapter 8. Moreover, whom he predestined, those he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. I'm reading in verse 30. Mm-hmm. And uh, whom he Romans chapter 8, verse 30. Thank you. And whom he justified, those he also glorified. Amen. Amen. And he did that, so what? Huh? Continue. Oh, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? 
he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Amen. He gave them. We didn't snatch from them. We cannot snatch from them. So it's the same thing we were talking about. Christ, who is the head and God, put things in order in his own body. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the hand said, now we go right here. We're going to be on the back. No. The Lord is the one who described where they belong, what their function is, and the order of the things in the body. So likewise, the Lord describes who he wants to be an apostle, not us saying we think you're qualified to be an apostle. Because just as Samuel was looking for the next king of Israel, and he said, oh, surely this one, surely, surely, look at him. He's so strapping and good looking. Look, Well, come on, Lord. Well, it's not that one. Well, then it's got to be this one over here. And then he ran through a whole list, and it was the... A base thing, the one that the daddy didn't even want to call, didn't even find him valuable enough to have him looked at to see if he could be one. (laughs) It was that one who God said, no, I see his heart, and that's the one that I have called. That's the one that I predestined. That's the one that I justified. That's the one that I glorified. That was King David while he was a, a little sheep herder that his family did not even appreciate or like him from the sounds of it. His brothers were mean to him. And his dad didn't even think he was worth being called in to be anything of value. That's natural-minded thing. Those are naturally-minded things, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that came from, <clears throat> excuse me, even spiritual people. Which is, so I bring that up so we can say <laughs> this, right? We have to constantly examine ourselves and make sure that we are in alignment with the Lord. In matter of all things. And just do his will, not our own will, not what we think or what it looks like or what it sounds like, or right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't yes. say that about our Lord and Savior, that he Amen. will not judge by what his eyes see or what his ears hear. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. But what will he judge by? From what it's Isaiah 11. Fire. From what he hears from the Father. Isaiah 11. Isaiah 11, verse what? Just the first three verses. Well, actually, I think it's like five verses. Mm-hmm. Verse 3, And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness he shall mm. judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. Mm-hmm. Amen. And then in verse 5, Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. Okay. Righteousness and faithfulness. Hmm. Shouldn't we not be righteous and faithful? Well, we are the righteous in Christ Jesus. But shouldn't we be righteous? Isn't that a command from the Lord? Be holy from holy, or some versions may say be righteous from righteous. And shouldn't we not be demonstrating our faithfulness to the Lord? He should be able to trust us. We should be people of integrity. As he says, integrity. Not what we concoct or imagine integrity to be. Or it fancies uh, our eyes or... Exactly. Because that's often what humans judge by is their eyes or their ears. Their, their natural senses, our natural senses. And every time we do that, we judge by our senses. But it does not go well, especially concerning the things of God. There's a place for that. Like if you see a car in the road, don't say, I don't see it. Okay, it, it's there. Um, <laughs> right, but, don't step in the street. But I want to say for that the spiritual for, things. for this reason, right? Mm-hmm. For those that have been looked down upon, I'll say even outcast, right? By people. 
Mm-hmm. I, I won't say it doesn't matter, right? It, cause, because, yes, those are feelings and emotions. They, it hurts. It's not fun, mm-hmm. right? Um, however, does it matter what man says or what our Heavenly Father says about us? What the Heavenly, Heavenly Father, Father says. Okay. So rest in Him. Mm-hmm. And in what He says, His word's true. And let every man be found a liar. <laughs> Amen. They are right? in opposition. Amen. Can I read 1 Corinthians to you? Yes, honey. Uh, I'm going to look at verse 24, and I may read till verse 30. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. But know that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Amen. 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 That's a, that's a good point. We're going to end there. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stop there for this episode. And I just, I just want to say, be encouraged. Amen. Uh, there's only one good and well done my faithful servant i'm looking for and you should be too and that's from my heavenly father amen. it's not about what man says that's fleeting that changes with the wind amen all right moment to moment amen but the, what the lord says never changes glory to god it stands for all time and all eternity so be encouraged be uplifted in the mm-hmm. lord and with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for today and for another blessed opportunity to learn more about you, Lord, to be encouraged and edified, Lord, built up and assured. Lord, we just thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord, and that you're blessing them, and that you're keeping them, Lord, that you're causing them to excel and not shrink back and fall behind, Lord, that you are building them up in their most holy faith, God. So we thank you for your goodness and for your blessings, Lord, and for your watchful eye that keeps you, protecting us, Lord, and your right hand that keeps us, Lord, in the world, Lord, and we just thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' amen. mighty name. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, 
find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.